What's up guys, it's Bang and Ang and we are the Mouthy Michiganders and we're here for episode 5, motherfucking Cinco of the Wild West, oh, Outlaws and Gunslingers. Wow, wow, West. Wow, wow, West. Wow, wow, West. Wow, wow, West. So far you've seen us go to Wild Bill Hickok, to the Dalton Gang. To Nevada, or not Nevada, sorry, Las Vegas, New Mexico. And uh, last Black episode Bart. was Blackie Barty. Black Bart, the nicest asshole you ever meet. <laughs> the nicest thief. The nicest Stephen Bassage you ever seen in your life. But yes, we are moving on to Cimarron, New Mexico, another town. And uh, this one's an interesting one. Just like all the other towns, some fucking... Uh, some shit happens Crazy and it booms shit and happens. it booms and you know what happens when a town is booming they in boom, the wild west right Somebody, all the people come you better, hope, you better hope a good man takes over sheriff but usually most most times more times than not more time more, more time. times than not it's the fucking <laughs> evie it's the evie <laughs> it's the evil it's the evil man evil Evil man that don't, that don't even get his fucking suit dirty or his hands dirty all day, but somebody shit, else does it for him. Shit, shit gets happening. done. Shit gets done. That's what Cimarron was, and Cimarron was a town establishment within 1.7 million acre land grant. They're like, how much any land do you want? Oh, about 1.7 million. They're like, oh shit, <laughs> shit. Well, where's it at? New Mexico. Oh, go ahead. All right, take it. Just send us a fucking map. Uh, the largest land grant in United States history, just off the Cimarron cutoff on the Santa Fe Trail. So they're like, all right, why didn't the government even think it? What was going on here? Was like the government involved in this shit? Because look at this, 1.7 million acres of land. I guess I should right off the Santa I Fe guess Trail. I, I guess I shouldn't have put U.S. history because now that I'm thinking about it. The 1.7 million acre land grant was uh, granted by the, the by Mexico. In like the what the fuck in the early 30s we got some or whatever. Sports history fucking in the early 30s. Shit going on here. I didn't even think about that until you just said that. But uh, until in the early 30s, and then the army came and fucking took over, and then like that land grant was still there though. So I mean, it's just I mean, you're right there off the Santa Fe Trail. I mean, shit, right. So my apologies, people. So I guess it's just uh, just a measly 1.7 million acre land grant, huh? <laughs> well, it's not measly because it still would have been the largest. Nobody in the U.S. or anywhere had a land grant that big. Oh, anyway. Uh, the land grant was originally the Boobian Miranda land grant. Uh, I think it's Bobian. Bobian, Bobian. Isn't that how those people spell Bo? Bobian, Bobian. Bobian. Bobian Miranda Langrant, a fur trapper from Illinois named Lucian B. Maxwell, worked in the area as a guide starting in 1972. So that fucking, a dude all the way from Illinois was like, I'm going down here to New Mexico. I'm going to work as a guide. Right. 
that's a picture of that motherfucker. It looks like somebody that would uh, <laughs> just that. leave, right? Right. And say, I'm out. I belong in New Mexico. You know, I think you do. <laughs> I think you I do. Think you do. <laughs> uh, with, uh, what's his name? Miranda. No. This guy's name. Maxwell. Maxwell. With Maxwell's work as a guide, he often visited the Boobin. I think we're going to call it Bobian. Bobine. The Bobine. Because B-I-E-N is like Bine. Bobine. Yeah, Bobine. We'll talk about Bobine. Right? Bobian? Bobine. Yeah, I think it is. He often visited the Bobine. Yeah, that sounds... Bobine. The Bobine. All right. Yeah. Yeah, the Bobine Miranda Ranch where he courted and eventually married Luz. Oh, Luz. Oh, Luz. Oh, Luz, I love you. Luz. <laughs> Luz. I wonder what her name would have been. Luzabel. I think it's just Luz. Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth. That's my Elizabeth. That's my Elizabeth. Uh, 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 married Luz, who was one of the uh, Bobine's daughters. In 1857, Maxwell bought out the Miranda's take in the grant. Whoa, they're like, Miranda's gotta go. to go. This is the bow fucking binds and Maxwell. The bow The bow wells. Bitches. <laughs> and uh, they went developing the area. They're like, fuck this, you're out. We're going to develop. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to uh, degress. We're going to progress. Progress. Right. By 1858, he built a big-ass mansion that was, like, fucking needed, like, fucking three fucking wood stoves up in that bitch. <laughs> uh, that was the size of a city. Whoa, more than that. Size of a city block, you need about 20. Holy shit. That's what a portion of his mansion looked like. Dude, a city block. If people don't live in a city and they're listening to this, they don't understand what a city block is. That's fucking huge. That's pretty huge. Well, the mansion was so fucking huge, it had high ceilings with decorative fucking, uh, you know, like the you know the rich people right, get the decorative right, ceilings and shit. Right. Velvet drapes, gold trim paintings, and four pianos, two for each floor. It was two Whoa, floors. Okay. Uh, with a mansion that big, in addition to just living there, of course, he fucking prophesied and turned part of it. I mean, into think a- about it. Is four pianos, pianos really enough? A city block, dude. Imagine. Well, right. You need to have. Standing you on, basically need to have one for each end of the house on right. both floors. So. Right. Right. You know. I'm picturing where we used to live, between Mead and Holmes. Imagine having a piano here and a piano there. You got to walk all the way down to the other piano. Yeah. But right. once you played one piano, that sound would transfer to the one side. Mm. You know. So I mean, mm. if you played, if you only had a piano on one city block on the corner. And you played it, you were on the other end, you, you wouldn't hear it. hear it. You would. You wouldn't hear it. But now that you got you a piano over there, that's why they had probably two pianos. Yeah, no. You would, even, you would faintly hear it, but you want to hear Inside a piano. Inside a building, though, you definitely hear it. Yeah, but this is a mansion with fucking many walls and whatever between yeah, where mansions, these pianos people were. Think, people think mansions, mansions is like wide open. Yeah, when you first walk in, it was like a nice little Maybe area. Maybe like a parlor area and then fucking, yeah. stairs and all that. But, oh, there multiple like rooms. Little tiny rooms you ever played? You ever played fucking uh, Clue? Clue? <laughs> That's what a mansion was. Rooms everywhere. Rooms everywhere. Dumb. Basically like a big house. Whenever you walk inside a big house, usually it's like a bunch of little rooms. It was hallways. It looks humongous from the outside, but when you walk in, it's more claustrophobic than anything. Yeah, I man. See. People trying to fit a bunch, as much, much shit as they can. You remember the fucking uh, the barn house right there? When you walk inside there, it's, it's like fucking 
so enclosed. You're like, whoa, what the fuck is this? All, uh, stairs as soon as you go in, yeah. And it's like a little hallway separating the kitchen. And one room yeah. there, one room there. The kitchen's yeah. tiny. Yeah, it's weird. Well, with a mansion that big, in addition to just living there, he obviously prophesied off of, uh, he turned part of it into a saloon, a hotel, a dance hall, gambling rooms, billiards, and a place for women of special virtue. <laughs> Whoa. Whores! Due to these amenities, his establishment was... Damn. His establishment was known to be visited by prominent names such as Kit Carson, who was uh, also a uh, fucking... Uh, who did all this? Uh, fucking Maxwell, man. Maxwell? And uh, Kit Carson was like a fucking guide person, too, type person. Right. Clay Allison, a famous gunslinger. Right. Davy Crockett. I mean, come on. Davy Crockett. Nephew of the other Davy. Yes, nephew. Of, <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. Nephew of the other Davy. And, Buffalo Bill uh, Cody, Buffalo Bill Cody. I mean, yeah. Just like any place that had booze and assholes, there were gunfire incidents, but Maxwell didn't tolerate that shit. He said, as soon as you fucking act up, you're getting the fuck out. That's Ooh. what he did, because he kicked Ooh. those bastards well, out. Dude. It's like, I, you're in my house. I bet he had about 100 motherfuckers. Had to have. That big-ass fucking area. Oh, man, I'm so God have it. I mean, come on. At least 100 motherfuckers up in that bitch. Nice. Good audio. And, uh, yeah, he quickly kicked them out, though. He said, you ain't, you ain't having none of that shit in my fucking uh, house. Oh, uh, well, the actual town of Cimarron wasn't officially established until 1861, though, so uh, they got a lot of, like most towns, though, right? About four or five years were before they're known, and then next thing you know, before they're actually established, yeah. The government's like, we better tame this one, guys. (laughs) Yeah, we better better claim this one because some shit might happen. Uh, The name Cimarron is a Spanish word meaning wild and unbroken, Mm -hmm. which I get it. With all the shit that happens in this fucking town, it's pretty fitting name, I'd say. Well, you wouldn't. How would you know? (laughs) Right. Uh, Nobody's heard yet. (laughs) Yeah, no, huh? Uh, Maxwell's father-in-law died in 1864, and he quickly bought out the other five heirs to the grant. Damn. Maxwell was just like, dude, this motherfucker's like smart. I'm picking it or up. Or lucky. Or lucky. He's probably smart. Didn't I think he's live. more lucky. You think so? Uh, he bought out everybody, and was like, this shit is a moin. He renamed the grant the Maxwell Land Grant. And he was now the largest land grant owner in the fucking country. This dude was like, yeah. That's a lot of power right there. A lot of power. Oh, fuck yeah, it's a His lot house power. is bigger than the fucking president's. That's crazy. Yeah, considering this time, I don't think the White House is even built yet. Uh, it was in 1864 that he also commissioned an engineering firm from Boston to build a three-story mill that he called the Aztec Mill. Damn. Just one little, this is like a, looks like a fucking uh, church or a schoolhouse that, or something. It still stands today? Yeah. Nice. Uh, that mill grinded 15 pounds, 15,000 pounds of weed a day, which supplied Fort Union flour as well as some supplies for the area's Indians. So they're like, fuck it, we'll feed the Indians too. They're like, we well, might as well, right? Might as well. Well, there was a reason. Maxwell was compensated by the government for what he supplied to the Indians. So he was like, we'll give him whatever you need. But as long as I get paid for it, right. baby. He would continue to operate the mine until 1870. Yeah, well, gold was discovered in 1866 on mm. Baldy Peak. And, of course, fucking like any other town or any other thing that we've fucking done so far, gold with gold comes all the miners and travelers in uh, Boomtown. Fucking usually see some outlaws and some dumb people, too. 
Yeah, a uh, boomtown dude. A boom. That's the worst. Everybody's fucking flocking. That's there. the worst. Everybody's flocking there. There's nothing worse than going to a boomtown because there's no law. I would compare nothing. it to now with the coronavirus. Everybody's flocking to a hospital. So imagine a hospital is <laughs> a boomtown. <laughs> you got people flocking there. Oh, well. With all these people now coming to Cimarron, the town soon had 16 saloons, oh. four hotels, and a bunch of trading stores. 16 saloons. 16 saloons, dude. Wow. 16? What the fuck you need with 16 saloons? And only four hotels. Only four hotels. <laughs> well, four hotels no, probably, probably helps what? a couple hundred people each. Nah, so. I think so. Hotel probably didn't do no hundred people. I'm guessing like 20. No. How big were the whole fucking hotels? They were building some big hotels, man. That's yeah, okay, maybe. About 100 people. Probably 100 room hotels. That's Maybe. 400 people. Maybe. But those are just hotels. I'm not saying how many houses were around there. A bunch of trading stores, which means there's probably like 50 of them, bitches. A shit ton of them. Well, the same thing that happens with all these new towns popping up. Lawlessness soon become rampant. Mm-hmm. One night, the Cosgrove house was holding a celebration for a newly married couple when some people started acting up. Charles Cosgrove, who was the owner, was trying to get the troublemakers to leave, and he said... Get the fuck out of here. Well, Sheriff Mason Chase comes up and says, what the fuck is going on here, right. man? He's like, whoa, Why are you guys whoa. fucking doing whoa. What the hell? Well, Cosgrove was already pissed and fucking uh, assumed that Sheriff was the one who started the mess. Uh-oh. Cosgrove shot him in the chest. Oh, shit. The motherfucking Sheriff Mason, though, had a thick-ass notebook in his pocket, and uh, he ended up living, man. He ended up living. So that's Holy how. That's how. T- that's how the times was. Just fucking crazy. People shooting without anything. Shoot. Oh, shit. Damn. Fuck. Yeah. Around 1870, though, the notorious gunslinger Clay Allison came into town with all his little buddies. All his little buddies. He's like, hey, guys, check this out. Look, uh, he looks like a punk little bitch, dude. Look at him. Just look at him. He looks like a punk little bitch. He, uh, uh, he looks like somebody that's like, get him, guys. Kind of looks like um, uh, General Shaw from fucking uh, uh, Glory. <laughs> he almost looks like Eric Foreman. Matthew Broderick. He almost looks like Eric Foreman from that 70s show with a with a goatee. Kind of. They made some around their regular Saturday <laughs> night party place. Ooh, where they go Saturday night. Where, where do they go for the rest of the week? Like off in the fucking desert to sleep next to rattlesnakes? Oh, I'm assuming they all did things. <laughs> they didn't have no fucking jobs. <laughs> Obviously, the business owners love their money, yep. but the townspeople were scared to death of this group. They're like, look at these motherfuckers. They're fucking crazy. Uh, they're fucking crazy. Well, I heard stories. So did I. They weren't good. <laughs> oh, jeez. They would ride through town hollering and hooting, shooting their fucking guns. Ba-doo, ba-doo, ba-doo. <laughs> and oh. that's why they were scared of them. <laughs> well, bouncing from all the fucking 100 million saloons that are going there. Oh, man. Gambling halls and dance halls. These fucks. These guys were infested. These motherfuckers were drinking, gambling. And These then motherfuckers were like the coronavirus then, coming to each town. <laughs> they were drinking, gambling, and then went and fucking uh, uh, cut the rug. They uh, were like, they'll get so fucking hammered through the fucking nights that they would just shoot lamps, lanterns, mirrors. <laughs> I mean, they did rob 125 lanterns. So I mean, Well, not these guys. Oh. I'm well, sure somebody did it. These guys and somebody else would too. The Dalton gang did. Uh, they're just shooting everything. Fucking uh, one of their favorite things to do was to make people dance by shooting at the ground. Everybody's seen that. Everybody's seen that. Dance. Dance. Boy. Choo, choo, choo. Hello, my darling. Hello, my darling. Yeah, you know. Awesome. That's cool. What's that from? What? What were you doing? Oh, it was dancing when they What the fuck was it? Holy shit! How do you not know? Shut up! I do know what it is. 
<laughs> Come on. I know exactly what it is. I just can't think of it right they now. They shoot the ground and tell him to dance, and then he fucking breaks out into the moonwalk. Obviously. What the fuck is that? Back oh, to the future yeah, part yeah. three, man. I know. I just couldn't Jeez. remember. He's also in 1870. His name was fucking Clean Eastwood, too. Yes, he was. 1870, Maxwell said, fuck this. He sold his grant and all his properties for $700,000, equivalent to $13,822,488.55 in today's the hell out of there. He got the fuck out of there. He said, I'm going to Fort Sumner. <laughs> I'm going anywhere that has a fort. <laughs> yeah, I'm going anywhere there's soldiers. Yeah, I'm good. Well, new owners came and took over, and they were fucking dickheads. They tried to exploit the area's resources by being fucking shady-ass motherfuckers. They hassled the settlers for their rent. They're like, dude, I know it's due in five days, but I need your fucking money now. Right. Now the the they named the Maxwell... They were named the Maxwell Land Grant Company. Now it's a fucking corporation. They didn't like the town that the town was so rowdy. Well, president of the company, John Collinson, sought out a newspaper man from Santa Fe named Alexander P. Sullivan, and they drew up a contract for uh, Cimarron News and Press. Mm. So now he's like, now anything happens in this town, it's about to be documented. Right. This has become fucking major, guys. Major. Well, the first issue was uh, on September 22nd, 1870. They also found out that a chef. That had uh, made fucking food for Abe Lincoln and Ulysses S. Grant was working at a hotel restaurant in nearby Elizabethtown. Uh, they convinced him to come to Cimarron. His name was Henry Lambert. Henry Lambert, huh? Oh, old rusty motherfucker. But yeah, they t- they uh, fucking convinced him to come into Cimarron and said, "Cook for us." Well, the new hotel Cook for restaurant. Us. They gave him the name. Exactly. The new hotel restaurant became known as the Lambert Inn. They started business in 1872. Damn. This motherfucker just came in, got a fucking whole thing named after well, I mean, his ass. He, he cooked for a president and a future right, president. Right. I guess I'll so. do that too. The fucking new hotel and restaurant became known. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. So you're starting a business, restaurant and hotel, with no law in the town. The inn became a place of violence, like I violence. just said. Like I was just pointing at. Violence. At least 26. 26. 26. <laughs> <laughs> At least 26 men were shot and killed inside the walls of the hotel. Mm. It was so bad that usually the first question in town in the morning was, who got killed at Lambert's <laughs> last night? And they're like, well, you wouldn't well, believe this. Well, you wouldn't damn believe it. believe this. Well, this guy was acting such a damn fool, and he just got shot right through uh, the heart. And it appears Lambert had himself another man for breakfast. Whoa. <laughs> that was the other most common saying. Oh, I get it. They either woke up saying, who got killed or... Lambert had himself another man for breakfast. Well, Allison and his crew loved going to Lambert's, uh, where they continued being dicks. They're like, we can go to Lambert's, we can be dicks. We can be they're, di- they're over at they're over at Thompson's fucking saloon. They're like, hey, we, we can't can be dicks guys, here. Can you guys calm down. <laughs> Fuck you. We're going to Lambert's, so we can be dicks. <laughs> we can be dicks at Lambert's. Damn it. Take your shit. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh, I'm tired of being in these no dick zones. Let's go to Lambert's. Let's go to Lambert. That dick zone starts before you even walk in. <laughs> Fucking great. Uh, Allison uh, was also associated with Davy Crockett. Not that Davy, remember, guys. As both men were from Tennessee and hated the black troop. Damn motherfucking coloreds. Them coloreds. Damn in coloreds. Oh, they, them colors up at Fort Union. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> I can't believe they allowed those fucking 
Colored. <laughs> with the lawlessness running rampant. By 1875, a local war broke out between the land-grant company and the Ooh. settlers. Ooh. Well, the company, like I said, were fucking being dicks. They yeah. were trying to... They, they went to uh, trying to evict the squatters, which, I mean, obviously, nah, you can agree I with that. that. But also the settlers Ooh. and the farmers. No, no. And those people were like, fuck you. Especially the squatters. They're in front line. Like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Well, they were like, fuck you. We invested our life and money into this place. We ain't leaving, bitches. We ain't leaving. Well, sheriffs begin serving eviction notices, and the uh, shit hit the fan. Uh-uh. Get, well, the uh, fucking grand company uh, got some gang members and of hired course. their own gang. Of course. And they started doing nighttime raids and uh, on homes and ranches and threatened violence to encourage cooperation. Where the they, how did they not see this coming? Well, this became known as the Colfax County War, which we might cover because there's a whole fucking bunch of shit that happened to this. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. as many as 200 men lost their lives during this war, quote unquote. I mean, that's a lot of lost, that's a lot of lost lives. 200, yeah. Soon a minister by the name of Franklin J. Tobey came to town and loved the town so much. Battle. He said, I'll say more a battle than a war. No, it was a war. It lasted for like 10 years. Only 200 men in 10 years? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good war. Well, all right. Fake Franklin J. Toby, Minister Franklin J. Toby, came to town and loved the town so much he wanted to make his home here. Damn, he looks like an Amish dude. Right. He might be. Well, unfortunately for him, he sided with the settlers, saying he would do anything he could to stop the land-grant owners. Yep. Well, on September 14, 1875, he was found shot to death. On Cimarron uh, Canyon, halfway Ooh. between Cimarron and Elizabethtown. Oh, man. Robbery could not have been the cause because his horse and belongings were still fucking there. Then nobody took nothing. Nobody took nothing. That's they crazy shot either. Because even back then, dude, I don't give a fuck how rich you were or anything. You're taking You're shit. You're taking shit. So the that's settler, more money. That's why the settlers immediately suspected the land grant owners were involved. Makes fucking sense. It was an assassination, guys. Assassinated. 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 On October 30th, after the rumors went around that the new city constable, Cruz Vega, was a part of the murder, a mass mob led by Clay Allison, he said, let's go, motherfuckers. Let's go. Let's go and, let's go and, com- and confront this Cruz <laughs> Vega. Fr- confront this Mexican. Vega Cruz. Should, his name should be Vega Cruz. <laughs> well, Cruz Vega. I don't think he can help his uh, birth name. Right. Uh, Vega did not have anything to do with the murder. He's like, fuck you, I didn't do shit. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but the mob didn't believe him. They were like, fuck you, you did. They beat the shit out of that son of a bitch. And then they hung him on a fucking telegraph pole. <laughs> hey, hung him from a telegraph fuck pole. Fuck you. It was, like, was like, send this out. <laughs> send this out. Send this out. And then the fucking guy came from inside. He was like, he really, message. He really didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I was. I did it. I did it. (laughs) (laughs) That would suck. On the first of November, though, Vegas Vegas's uncle Pancho Grego 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 Grego. I say Pancho Grego and Vegas' eighteen-year-old son started making threats to the town. So, whoa, wait, wait a minute here. This is Diego. This is Grego. So now they're like, we're gonna we're gonna start threatening everybody. You killed my fucking nephew. Prepared to die. Right. My name is fucking uh, Grego. <laughs> my name is uh, Pancho Grego. You my killed my Pancho nephew. Grego. You deserve to die. Well, yeah, like some fucking dumbasses. They went into Lambert Saloon and uh, Grego accused Allison of killing his nephew. Grego fanned himself with his hat 
trying to distract Allison while he reached for his gun. Allison said, fuck you, buddy. That shit ain't working on me. I ain't fooled. Shot him twice, killing him. Ooh, shot him dead. Yeah, shot him dead. Killed right him dead. Tracks. The saloon was closed while they investigated, and Allison was found to be uh, uh, acting in self-defense. The, the people in town were more upset about the saloon closing than they were that somebody died inside. They're like, damn it, it's my... They're, they're like, there's 15 others. This is a no... This is, this is a dick zone. We're allowed to be dicks here, yeah, damn it. but those are no dick zones. <laughs> yeah, but those ones are no dick zones, damn it. It's crazy. <laughs> well, for, for this fucking uh, events like this, they have signs to put up in the window. Dick... Uh, temporarily dicks allowed. Tem- tem- yeah. <laughs> dicks allowed temporarily. temporarily. Until further notice. <laughs> you just have, but you have to leave like instantly. Like, sorry, gotta go. As soon as you're being a dick, you gotta leave. You can be a dick, but as soon as you do, you gotta leave. You gotta go. So you might as well not even fucking go. Bitch. Well, all the violence. They just play like- shots of tequila or like beers on the outside of the bar or something. That's what I do. Like where the state or where you tie your horses up at, right. like the whole rails just lined with shots. Like you take them, you dicks, take them, but you ain't coming in here. Do what you got to do with these, but don't come in here and get this. <laughs> well, all the violence and murders in Cimarron left many of the residents fed up, and soon they begin to leave the town. Mm. Eventually, guards were placed at all entrances to Cimarron, and no one was allowed to leave or enter. Oh, that's fucked up. Like, no, you ain't stop my money flow from coming in. Well, unless they had the permission of the anti-land grant vigilante well, That's fucked group. up. Any motherfuckers letting people leave? Those motherfuckers, well, Damn. what's your business? What you doing? You want to tell somebody? <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> and, and Well, they shouldn't be there if they weren't at home. If they wanted to I don't want to be here anymore. In the November 9th, 1875 issue of the Santa Fe New Mexican, they informed the public that Cimarron was in the hands of a mob. Oh, my. They, they, say, that because suppose, they say that because supposedly Cimarron was under control of Davy Crockett. Oh, but it wasn't. Not that Davy. Uh, Davy and his mean old ranch hand, uh, Gus Heffron, were always at the bars and gambling halls. Up until the night of March 24th, 1876, though, Davy was actually a well-liked what was, fucking What person. was the real Davy Crockett king of? Davy Crockett was fucking Alamo. What was Davy Crockett king of? Alamo. Yeah, but come on, man. Davy Crockett, king of... Wearing a fucking uh, raccoon. Oh, come on, man. Hat. You never heard that fucking song? No. King of the wild frontier. Come on, man. Gay, but uh, yeah, no, no, Davy Crock is gay for being a fucking <laughs> a masculine fucking kill bears with his bare hands. He didn't kill bears with his bare hands. Oh, no, that was uh, what's his face, Grizzly Adams. <laughs> he did have a beard, though. Grimms, Grizzly Adams did have a beard, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, up until the night of March 24th, 1876, David, Davey, not that Davey, was actually well-liked by the people in town. That night, though, Crockett, Heffron, and a man named Henry Goodman were going from saloon to saloon, getting fucking wasted. They're like, we're going to bar hop these motherfucking 16 bar saloons. Hop. We're going to get a, a couple shot of whiskeys at every wonder, single one of them. I wonder how many of those bars actually paid for their drinks. Probably not many. Well, getting ready to call it a night, though, they stopped at Lambert's to grab a bottle of whiskey for the ride home. Mm. They're like, we got a ride home, fellas. Uh, we, need, we need to get this bottle of whiskey. They're dumb asses. If they were smart, they should have got that bottle of whiskey in the beginning of the night, put it in the horse satchel. Yeah, but they would have been drinking. 
No, and they're down if they put it in the Yeah, but it satchel. would have been drained. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, Davy Crockett would have been like, we're riding down the street, let's pour out this fucking whiskey. You know what? I can't, yeah, because back then, dude, motherfuckers drink whiskey like water. They were just drinking like it like it was water, exactly. Like nothing. Because there was no clean water that it was, could be trusted. I got clean whiskey. Fucking <laughs> God. Well, Crockett went to go out of the saloon but couldn't open the doors because someone was trying to come in. Uh-oh, he was pissed. This made his drunk fuck? ass pissed. And when the door finally opened, there was a soldier from the 9th Cavalry, mm. the black unit, which was mm. known as the Buffalo Soldiers. Oh. You know where this is heading, guys. Well, we you already. Had a, you had a big ass brother standing right in front of him. Big ass brother standing right in front of him. We already know he hated the black soldier, so he pulled his gun out and killed the man. Whoa! Killed him. Said, You're blocking my way, black soldier. Killed him dead. <laughs> and then he shot at three other soldiers playing cards in the saloon Ooh. and killed two of them. All black Buffalo soldiers. <laughs> their their horses were stabled at a barn where the rest of the soldiers were housed, so they fled on foot. Well, Davy appeared to be uh, for the justice of peace. He said that putting black men in uniform was at an insult to injury. So oh. clearly, he was on the side of the Confederacy. Uh. Well, he was acquitted of the murders because he was drunk. Oh, that was oh. the reasoning. And uh, they fined him $50 for a firearm offense. Whoa! <laughs> they said, all right, you were drunk. You didn't mean to kill these three men. That's but fine. we're going to have to fine you $50 for those firearms, sir. Well, that's all right. All right, take the money. Take it. Take it. Wow. That's crazy. Getting off with the murder made Davey even more cocky. This guy was like... Damn, I just I just killed three motherfuckers. I just, just killed three motherfuckers. And nobody did nothing. As long as I'm drunk. So he goes, from now on, I always <laughs> got to be drunk. I'm always going to drink before so I kill my, somebody. This motherfucker were drunk constantly. <laughs> uh, he and Heffron would ride their horses into saloons and shops, firing their weapons everywhere, well, only into the ceilings. <laughs> and, and they would force people to buy them drinks. Hey, you. At gunpoint. Buy me a drink. Buy me a drink. They say, no. He shoots at the ceiling. He's like, oh, all right. All right. What did you like? Don't hurt that ceiling. (laughs) It never did anything to you. (laughs) The guy's like, whiskey. Come on, whiskey. (laughs) That that fucking ceiling that's thinking of being. Uh, One night, they forced Sheriff Reinhardt to drink liquor until he passed out. (laughs) The sheriff's like, I'm the the law. (laughs) I'm the law. The sheriff's like, I don't want to drink no more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not wasting, guys. The sheriff was like, Fuck! These assholes and uh, fucking deputized. He's like, he woke up next morning all fucking hammered. He's like, fuck! Fuck these guys, man. Fuck! These assholes, motherfuckers. And he was like, hey, Rancher Joseph Holbrook. He's like, what? He's like, you're deputized. He's like, what? You're deputized. And he said, hey, hey, mailman. And my name's John. John McCullough. John, John McCullough. He was like, yeah, whatever. You're a deputy, too. He's like, all right. All right. He's like, now get rid of these sons of bitches. <laughs> On September 30th, the sheriff and the two other men hid near Schwank's barn, waiting for Davy and Heffron to appear. But what happened when they did? That's what I want to know. Is that the barn? This is in modern day, yeah. Nice. Well, <coughs> well, when they finally came, Holbrook revealed himself and said, Raise those hands! Davy laughed and said, Shoot me, motherfucker! Hmm. Well, guess what Holbrook did? Oh, he shot, shot that motherfucker. He shot him dead? He shot him. Damn. Uh, the He's sheriff, like, well, shoot me. Oh, shit, you weren't supposed to shoot That's me. That's fucked up, though. You shouldn't have done that. Well, he said shoot him. Damn. The sheriff and McCullough also <laughs> shot at the two men, which startled, the horses, startled their horses and made them run. Heffron kept riding, but Davy's horse stopped on the other side of the river. 
His hands were in the deathlock grip on the saddle and had to be pried open. Uh-oh. Wahefon was later arrested but escaped on October 31st, 1876 and rode off into the Colorado mountains saying, y'all never see me again. And they didn't. Damn, so he's actually the guy we should be fucking uh, talking about here. Oh, fucking Heffron. I wonder what he's done. I don't think he's done nothing. He was just a ranch hand, he's man. He's done. He's out. He's like, fuck you. No, I ain't gonna do it. Sure, he moved somewhere else. I ain't gonna, yeah, not no big old town. He lay low. He lay low. His name, his new name was Lalo. He ain't Lalo. Lalo. Lalo Heffron. Lalo! <laughs> Although, I mean... <laughs> Although, <laughs> Although uh, this whole situation, this whole fucking thing we just heard and witnessed is a story that we often hear. I mean, this is basically your Western movie. How about what just happened, yeah. This is basically any Western movie, yes. The Crockett's family have a different version that has been passed down by family members. Of so course they do. They're yeah. like, hey man, you heard of that? that? Ain't what well, check this shit out. That ain't what According really happened. According to Davy's nephew, Andrew Jackson Crockett, Reinhardt wanted Davy's horses and accused Davy of being a horse thief. He was like, I want those horses. Them pretty fine horses right there. He's like, you can't you have stole them. You stole them. Reinhardt was like, my horses. They're stealing my horses. And shit well. like that. <laughs> right? Uh, if he was. What we have in here? Reinhardt wanted. Oh yeah, all right. Reinhardt wanted Davy's horses and accused Davy of being a horse thief. He was scared to arrest Davy alone, so recruited the cavalry to arrest him. Which uh, that don't make no any sense anyhow. Exactly. Uh, four Buffalo soldiers confronted Davy, and one of them drew a gun, and Davy killed three of them. And he was like, "You pull the gun, you stay there for a minute." Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Andrew Crockett says that the sheriff and another man ambushed Davy as he was leaving town and shot Davy in the back. Mm. Davy was buried in Cimarron Cemetery. There was no grave marker, so the grave is lost. A new marker was erected, unknown if it is actually at the right grave. But it's not. It might be. Obviously not. You never but know. But so the family has a whole different story about what actually happened. Because what? Is it a case of... Somebody passed it down to make Davy look better in his family's eyes, right. or is it a case of this is what actually happened? Right. And this version is the government version, so to speak. You know? So think, which 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 version do you believe? I think it was the second version, more to tell you truth. I think it's the first version. No. Like he got fucking pissed. He was already mad that black people were fucking uh in the army. Yeah. So he got pissed that one of them was holding the door open while he was trying to get out after drinking all night. That seems to be more in line with the Wild West story and got pissed and shot him. Yeah. Other than this guy, this guy rounded up the cavalry to come and arrest fucking Davy. I mean, uh, really? Uh, because he wanted his horses? Because he wanted his horses? No, that don't even sound right at all. Oh, wait a minute here. Davy's the bad guy. Davy is the bad guy. Yeah, so yeah, it was obviously, yeah, the first one. The guy did all that. <laughs> of course he did. He did all There's that. There's old Davy's marker. Shouldn't even be one. Knock it down. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> oh, in 1880, Lambert's Inn attached a hotel in which many notable names stay there. This is the hotel in the back of the Dizay. Nice-ass hotel, man. Imagine that hotel. That'd be at least 100 people. Nice. Uh, Buffalo Bill met Annie Oakley there, and it said that they Sweet. they discussed having the Wild West show. 
at that hotel. Then Wyatt Earp, Bat Masterson, Jesse James, Black Jack, Tom Ketchum. Damn, everybody and, up in this bitch. many more came to that hotel. It was renamed St. James oh, okay. and still in operation right. today. You can still I go and stay at that hotel. I remember a lot, a lot of St. James, man. Well, gold production okay. slowed, and by 1882, with its population in decline, it lost its county seat to Springer. Right. They're like, you ain't got enough people no more. Yeah. Well, the Colfax County War continued until 1887, when the Supreme Court sided with the land grant company. They said, uh, "Our fucking, they're right. They own you, so they can do whatever the fuck they want to do." Basically. Right. Well, some people bought or leased their places, but many just fucking said, "Fuck this, I'm leaving." The company would go on, though, to strive for decades, with many of today's residents still getting into heated debates about the county war. Really? So you imagine motherfuckers like, the, the company was right. No, the settlers were right. No, no. fuck you, the company no, was right. Some bitch, them damn settlers were right. <laughs> they, they, they were forcing people out of their homes. Dirty fingers and the fucking hardworking boys. Them were right. <laughs> not the fucking not, not, not the corporation. Suit wearing sons of bitches. <laughs> Black ties and they're the devil. Mama said they're the devil. And they were. And they were the devil. And that day they, they learned were the devil. they were the devil. Fuck you, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anywho. Uh, Lambert's son replaced the roof of the inn in 1901 and found more than 400 bullet holes mm. in the ceiling above the bar. Wow. There was a thick layer of wood that prevented anyone upstairs to be harmed by the bullets, but still, uh, even today, there are still 22 bullet holes in the dining room. So think about it. These motherfuckers knew. How they knew? How were they that smart? I don't think they were. They were just people going in there shooting at the ceiling. They didn't get fuck what was up there. I'm saying it just happened to be that the thick layer of fucking wood separated the floors, so people it didn't... It wasn't that thick. You just clearly seen it. Not back then, though. You just clearly seen it. For some reason. Nobody fucking got uh, harmed by people shooting in the ceilings. But thankfully, because for some reason, this everybody knew. Like, there was going to be well, a lot of Well, there was probably a the lot of banging, a lot of uh, fucking upstairs that they wanted to reinforce the floor. Reinforce it. Couldn't have done something like that. But still. Yeah. It's hard to believe. Uh, Lambert would die in 1913, though, tragically. The St. Louis, Rocky Mountain, and Pacific Railroad built a spur line to Cimarron in 1905. The town rose up from the dead. They're like, fuck this We're shit. Back. We're, We're back. We're back in we the gotta, saddle again. We got a train station, you sons of bitches. We need one person to run the till, and then I don't know what the Reggie guys are going to do. Yeah, all we need is people. One lucky person. All we need is people to come in. We're good. All right. Uh, the hotels and stores and homes were built as people came in from the newly built railroad. People were coming in. They're like, all right, this is Cimarron. I think they heard stories. Cimarron. Right, check it out. All about here. Uh, Lambert's son, Fred, re restored the Aztec mine, and it's now a museum. So you had a museum back then, right? Well, so, no, it's now a museum. But oh, it's now. Oh. He restored it back then, yeah. Oh, okay. Fred was the youngest marshal in New Mexico at the age of 16 years old. Yeah, motherfucker was a marshal at age 16. And he held many law positions during his career. Damn. This motherfucker, 16-year-old, telling a bunch of fucking... Telling a bunch of adults. Telling a bunch of adults to calm down. Well, adults watch, back then were only 25. You better watch your <laughs> lip, right? Adults were only 25 back then, you know. The St. James Hotel was restored in 1985. The old saloon was turned into the dining room which is why the dining room still has bullet holes in the ceiling. 
and still has the original bar and the 22 bullet holes remain there. So they still have the original bar from the fucking 1800s up in the dining room, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a plaque in the hall of the hotel that commemorates Clay Allison, including the roster of the 19 men he supposedly killed. Wow. There's also a folk art concrete statue of Lucian B. Maxwell that Sweet. sits facing the west. That'd be cool. This is, oh, that's the only sh- enshrinement to him in the whole town, even though he started the town. It's this fucking thing. This little thing. That's decent, though. Oh, the old gambling hall, Schwenk's Hall, is now a private residence and a gift shop. It has a plaque on the wall that says, It was here that coal oil Jimmy and Davy Crockett, not that Davy Crockett, won $14,000 bucking faro. I don't know what bucking faro is, but... For me, though, if, if someone were going to make a fucking statue or anything of me to commemorate anything, I wouldn't want it to be a no fucking humongous thing. I want it to be an actual size, like somewhere where... With your would... dick out? Well, that would be another statue for certain people. Why not? All the, the statue of David and shit, their dicks out. Why not? Oh, have a have a famous be, statue of your dick. It'll out. be a statue. It don't of have me. to be really your dick. It'll you can a, make it seven inches long. It'll be a statue. It'll be a statue of me somewhere where anybody would always know where I'm at, where they when I was alive, right? Like, bam, he was always here. So put a statue. Like, say if say if I always said you, at the you're, doctor. You're, the you're 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 you're. Uh, they, uh, you're insinuating that you're uh, an important man that somebody would right. erect a statue of. Right. And that's what I said in the beginning. If somebody would have a statue of me in the city, like how that guy was sitting right there, what if that guy always sat right there on the fucking, like there was a bench or something? Looking out to that way. I mean, I get it. But lots of places put pe- put statues of people that were famous, but had nothing to do with their fucking city, too. So what are you going to do there? Well, this guy wasn't always there, but I mean, he was always there. Look at Sylvester Stallone's Rocky Balboa. He did that on the steps. It's The statue is back up now, I think. No. They moved, they moved it from the top of the stairs to, like, a, like a courtyard by the fucking... Oh, I thought they put it back up there no. recently. Mm-mm. Pretty sure. No. Rocky's no longer uh, immortalized at the top of the fucking steps. I think they put it back up. Either or, who gives a fuck All right. about your fucking statue? Well, renovating the house to the owners. The owners found a tunnel that comes under the house to go under the garage, which could have been the saloon and the gambling den. Uh, really? Could have been, or was it? Could have. They don't know. Mm, one of the most historical places in the Cimarron is the cemetery. Everybody, mm-hmm. I mean, as always, every, every fucking town... Where you go to? You go to the cemetery. Who was in? Who, who was in this motherfucker? Who, who was buried here? There, the plots of the Lambert family are. All the Lamberts were there. David Crockett, Minister Toby, and Cruz Vega are all buried there as well. Not that David Crockett. Uh, today, <laughs> Cimarron is Crockett. a little mountain hometown. It's like a little little tiny town, about nine hundred people. Mm. You know, it's like one of those, uh, like a uh, you ever seen a, a nice Christmas little, card yeah. in the winter time to yeah. see the little main street lit yeah. up. Yeah. Or, or you watch a fucking uh, uh, a football movie. It's usually like a Texas little football town or something like that. You know, down south in Texas or something like that, right? Um, blue streak, not blue streak. What was that movie? Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues. Something like that. <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Or something like uh, Friday Night Lights. Uh, you can go to visit the town to see all its stuff as well as the stay at the St. James Hotel. You can stay at the St. James Hotel, uh, which is said to be haunted, though. That's good. 
Um, summer tourism is a big part of their economy there. So they're like, motherfuckers, summertime, come check us out. I mean, you can still check us out in the winter, but... Uh, summertime's probably best. Summertime's probably... Well, I mean, winter would be great. Mm. New Mexico. That's true, too. But summertime, you know. Summertime, all the people are coming from the the the, the snowy states coming down to the warmer states. So. Well, you think they wouldn't? Why? In the winter... If you're in winter in the north, you're going to go down to where the yeah. fucking north is. You said in the summertime, nobody's from the no, south, I said, north is coming down. I said in the summertime for Arizona, everybody from the north is coming down. Why? Arizona's summer off. That makes no sense. That's true. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> My argument's flawed, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, if you want to look at pictures from the old days of Cimarron as well as learn more about any person that was said in this episode, you can go to legendsofamerica.com as well as Wikipedia for any in, any other information. And, yes, that was Cimarron, New Mexico. Cimarron, New Mexico. There's uh, a couple murder. murders in that one, right? Uh, we didn't have no murders in our last fucking episode, so was, there's uh, a couple uh, murders in that one. That was a typical Western movie. It was a bad town. Bad town. Bad town. Bad town, bad people. Bad town. Old Maxwell made out with a, uh, like a bandit with $13 million and fucking moved away. Um, we might actually do an episode on Maxwell because... Uh, if anybody's listening to this movie, watch the movie called uh, Badland. Badland or Badlands. Just came out in like 2018 or 19. Good little Western, man. Good little Western, man. It is, actually. Good little Western. Well, since you already gave your recommendation, there's nothing else to say. This was the fifth episode of The Outlaws and Gunslingers, all about Cimarron, New Mexico. Next Cimarron, week, we will New be Mexico. back with probably, uh, I'm going to, I'm aiming for a gang. We might have to gang. do, I know we've been shying away of doing like the more famous fucking things, but I think I'm going to have to do a, a famous gang next week, mm. bud. I think we're going to have to do the James gang. I think I think we're gonna I think we're gonna have to do the James Gang get a get a get a more we've done four episodes already of little known not in history towns now we're gonna have to do something big so is it yeah, we can do James because they're not the biggest well they're pretty big Jesse James I mean the biggest name and one of the biggest names in fucking outlaw history so one of and he'll still have his own episode because uh, James Gain wasn't entirely exclusive to Jesse James. But yes, no. that'll probably be our next episode. We got fucking Monday Night Watch Alongs. We got sports history coming up too. You just heard our last one where uh, Lee motherfucking Danker made his re-debut up on the uh, sports episode. Him and, I didn't hear him it and, all. Him and me, him and me uh, did some stories. Uh, about some crazy news stories. Fucking Dang said he couldn't make it, but stuck his head in every fucking five uh, seconds. I did, but I don't remember all of it. There's still parts that I didn't hear. So. But yeah, we got that. We got Monday Night Watch Longs, and we'll fucking be back. You got that in? Of course I did. Okay. Mm, couldn't fucking edit it, it out. It wasn't my show. Show couldn't edit it out all. because you were you were talking during the story, so it's kind of hard to edit that out. But uh, yeah, we'll be back on this episode of Outlaws and Gunslingers next week with the James Gang. With that being said, this has been the Mouthy Michiganders with Friday!
Thank you.